this is Top Quality Faith Ministries podcast, a multicultural global church mandated by God the Father to love and to serve as an instrument of the body of Christ. This is the house where God builds top quality faith in his people. Wherever you are listening from, we pray that you are blessed by today's message. Welcome to Top Quality Faith Ministries. I do apologize for the technical difficulties, but I believe we have everything in order. We should be able to move forward. You know, praise God, we are in Galatians 2, uh, and we're going to do all of Galatians 2, and we're going to go through the first few verses of uh, 1 to 5 and chapter uh, Galatians 3, okay? So just wanted to, you know, uh, set the framework, um, but before I get to that particular place where, you know, I give you guys insight into the word, I just want to go into a simple prayer. You know, I started off with a prayer, but you guys didn't see it, so maybe I just say, that's it, and move on, but I can't. Anyway, uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, even as we come before you this day, Lord, I ask that the word that you have given me, Lord, fall on fertile ground, that each one may be able to see him or herself and be able to course correct in accordance to what you have called forth. Lord, even now, I pray that your protection continues to dwell over your body, that as we begin to move forward in the things that you have called us to move into, Lord, that we don't move into a place where we're serving religion and not you. Lord, I pray that your freedom continue to go forward in us and that we recognize our strength in you. Having total faith in your ability to get us to the destinations that you have destined for us to walk in. Lord, we surrender all to you. Holy Spirit, I always ask for anything that I have missed in this prayer time that you provide the additional prayers for your people. I pray that every year is open to hear your words, Lord. I pray that the word brings forth change. I pray that each one that hears this message see themselves and relinquish what they perceive to be protection over to you. I pray that we grow and we mature in all places as a result of what you are calling forward. This I asked in Christ Jesus' name, I pray. For those of you who are in the room, don't be offended by what I'm about to say, but I got to say what I'm saying in order to help everybody else when it comes to the actual word. Now, uh, this morning, you know, uh, coming into the house, rather, let, let me back up. Yesterday, I received two text messages, and the text messages that I received was like, hey, pastor, do you mind if I come over and hang out and share in, in the word? And I was like, sure, no problem, okay. And in my mind, 
I'm calculating how many people are going to be in my house at any given time. And so, you know, I'm trying to make sure that I keep the numbers down and I, you know, I, I protect and make sure that people's safety are, you know, the most important to me. And as I begin to look at safety, you know, uh, this morning, Takia knocks on my door and normally she comes alone and all of a sudden I see James alone with her and I'm like, okay, Lord, I didn't account for this particular individual. And I said, so my numbers are off and I have others coming that I accounted for and I need to make sure that everything stays in order and that protection will go forward. And so on the inside of me, I begin to readily freak out, okay? And then when I freak out, I try to control my environment, okay? And try to control it to the best of my ability so that I don't freak out more. And so um, I just so happened to notice that James were going in and out to the front door, sitting on the porch, and I was like, I could see the excitement of whatever conversation he was having. He was totally excited. But then I was still freaking out. You need to stay in one place in my mind, okay? Because I can't control you if I don't know where you're sitting, if that makes sense to you. Because a lot of us like to control things and we need to make sure that everything is in its rightful place in order to stay in a place where we deem that we're in control. And so I did say that, but then in the, on the inside of me, the way I justified it was, oh, Cinnamon is still sleeping. I don't want to wake Cinnamon up. And I know I normally never care about Cinnamon sleeping. I'm just being real, okay? Uh, I, I laugh because we work in the same environment during the week and I call her the disgruntled uh, company on the other side because she always wake up in a bad mood and so I always bother her in the morning and that's my way of you know literally trying to get her to operate like I get up in the morning but it doesn't work that's an area of control again that I want to share with you guys because I need you guys to actually hear what the spirit of the Lord is basically saying he's basically saying that we should be in a position to whereby we're not picking up things and trying to manage these things on our own. God said that he knows the beginning and the end. And so he knows if something's going to affect us or not. And our faith should be in him and not in our ability to try to manage the things around us. He literally began to talk to me about just how I'm acting during this particular time span and how I'm acting is totally to whereby I can associate this with uh, Galatians 2 and I can literally see myself in Galatians 3 as well and there's five questions that is posed to us in Galatians uh, 3 that literally gets you to really look at where you're at in your relationship. And so I want to give you guys some little bit of insight. So the Jews have received the uh, true gospel and the gospel was going forward. Now all of a sudden out of nowhere, Paul is grafted in and he has the gospel for the Gentiles. And so the Gentiles and the Jews are now coming together as a result of them sharing in the same gospel. But even as they're coming together, Peter hangs out with the Jewish 
community 99% of the time. But when none of the people that he flocks with is around, he goes and hangs out with Paul. And in his interaction with Paul, he's going to, you know, be in that relaxed mode because guess what? Gentiles were considered to be people that were somewhat relaxed and we accepted anything. And we, uh, not only is it that we accepted anything, we ate anything, we did anything, okay, uh, and a host of things that, you know, I would truly say in this particular area. And so uh, Peter is in this place where he's toggling back and forth. He's trying to be in one environment to please the Jews and then in the other environment to please the Gentiles, but he's not really doing it well. And I think when you begin to look at what we're trying to do as a result of this pandemic, you know, in one particular situation, we're trying to do everything in our, in our, in our space to please the Lord. Lord, yeah, I'm going to operate in freedom. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to stand for you, Lord. I'm going to do this. But the first time we get in an environment where there's a lot of people around us and we don't know what's going on on the inside of them, where they've been, we begin to operate from a legal standpoint and we begin to freak out and we forget what God said to us in regards to his protection over us. And so the Lord was literally showing me how I keep going into that place where I'm not trusting him and I'm trying to manage things according to a legal standpoint. And I'm picking up things in which I've heard on TV and all these other places that I have allowed to come into my space and I'm trying to protect myself and protect others based on self-wisdom. And that self-wisdom is not sustainable because it always causes me to be in that freak-out mode. Give you guys an example. I'm trying to spend quality time with Cinnamon because she's been hanging at the house a little bit more because pandemic, she has nowhere to go. So we went to get our cars washed yesterday, which was a great thing. And, you know, and so it was, a, you know, the two of us went to get our cars uh, done. And going to get our cars washed, you know, we're sitting outside, and I can just tell you the car wash place was crowded. It looked like everybody wanted their car washed. And then I was like, cars are not socially distancing itself because there's just so many cars in, in, in the parking. And so <laughs> in my mind, before I got out of my car, I was trying to figure out what place can I hide in to be away from people. And so... Uh, I look at sentiment, she's being the younger, I look at myself being a little bit older and I'm not going to put myself in a position of compromise. So in essence, I'm looking outside of the place because you know you got to go through the place and pay for your ticket and you got this little junk store that they got all these goodies that's supposed to go in your car. And I call it a junk store because I don't like knickknacks, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's a whole bunch of stuff in there and so I sit in there and I said, people are going to be inside. They're going to be looking at this stuff. But when I walked inside, there was nobody in the room but me and this one lady. So I, you know, get my air freshener. I pay for it. And then I get to the door. And when I get to the door, you know how everybody's sitting outside in the open and there's places for you to sit. And they try to do their best to put the table six feet apart. So Cinnamon says, hey, mom, come over, sit over here. I found a chair for you. And I said, I can't sit there. 
I said, because they didn't wipe down that chair. So therefore, I'm not going to sit. I'll just stand over here behind the table by you and just go from there. And she's like, no, mom, sit down. I said, it has arms. Because it has arms, they didn't clean the arms, so therefore, I'm not going to sit down. And she was like, mom, that's just silly. I said, I don't care. So I stood over in the corner. And then people start coming and walking by. I start clinging to the wall as most, most possible in order to stay six feet away from people. Well, I, I, I put a little bit more than six feet. I say eight, sometimes nine, or even more so, you know, the little circles that they have. I always keep a circle in front of my circle. So just in case you guys don't know that, that's the way I operate in this craziness. And I will not stay on the same circle as the people in my household because guess what? If they get hit, I don't want to get hit with them, okay? So that's the way I see it, okay? So I'm always a circle behind my children. You know, let them go forward, not realizing that if we come in the same house, I'm still going to get it. But that's, these are the logical things that I have set up within my mind that are wrong. Okay, hopefully you guys get me. Then it'll make sense as I begin to bring forth the word because you'll be able to see my foolishness. So as the Holy Spirit began to talk to me, he's literally saying to me, self-protection is no protection at all. Do you not get it? Self-protection is no protection at all. And so I hear you, Lord. That's information that feels displaced. Let me toss it over to the other side. That's the way I do it. I just toss it over to the other side. Yeah, I heard you, Lord, but I still got to get through this. And so we get our cars done, and Cinnamon suggests while we're getting our cars, let's go to the mall. Oh, my God. Trouble for me. And it's trouble for me because people in the mall don't seem like they want to stay away from me. It seems like I've become a magnet. It's like having some white new tennis shoes on and everybody <laughs> wants to step on them. That's the way I feel like in this pandemic. I got on some white tennis shoes and everybody's coming near me and they want to step on me or they want to touch me or get near me and I don't like the thought that anybody's near me. So we go to the mall and she says, oh, mom, the mall is closed. Yay, I got out of it, okay? And I said, well, let me just go to the bank. I got to go do something and I'll, you know, I'll meet you at home. She said, no, mom, uh, Nordstrom Rack is open. Let's go to Nordstrom Rack. Oh, God. You know, the most crowded place is in Northridge. And so we go inside and I get inside of it and I can't necessarily say it's crowded. I can't necessarily say it's packed. I can't even say that there was that many people there. But as I'm in there, one person comes down the aisle, I go the other way. The other person comes down the aisle, I have to detour and go back the other way. I'm trying to be on in an aisle by myself at all times. And if somebody's in that aisle, then I'm going to wait till they finish doing what they need to do in order for me to walk over in that area because I'm protecting myself. Cinnamon walks over to me and she gives me this beautiful straw hat and she says, Mom, this is cool. We could share this. And, you know, when she says share this, that really means, Mom, buy this for me. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I really want that, but let me look at it. And I said, let's just go over there and look. And then my mind said, 
if I put on a hat and other people have put on a hat, how do I know that this hat doesn't have it? And I begin to freak out again. And I said, girl, don't put them hats on your head. And then I immediately ran from there and I start doing something else. But if what I'm trying to get you guys to see is all this stuff on the inside of me that I've set up that's not God. When I know that in the beginning when God spoke to me regarding what was going on, he already told me what was going to go forward for myself. So I shouldn't even be in this place where I'm examining any of the things that's going forward. But it's not just the pandemic we're in. But this is what we do in life. This is the way we protect ourselves in so many areas of our own life. We set up these things that we think that's going to benefit us, but truly there's no benefit unless our faith is in Christ and Christ is leading it. So let's go into Galatians 2 and let's break it down and then with the hopes that you guys can see what's happening here. Galatians chapter 2, verse 1. Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or have run in vain. But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And that because of false brethren unawares brought in, who came in privily to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Let me see. So he's speaking of liberty in Christ Jesus and the bondage that we bring in as a result of the laws that we set forward. Hopefully you guys hear what he's saying. God has given us total freedom, but we find ourselves in a place where we're falling short because we bring in our own set of standards. And in this particular situation, you see that Paul is very, very moved by what Peter is bringing forward. And, and not only Peter, but even people who have come into the ministry to spy out and to see what they can actually do to overturn it. So let's go a little bit further. Verse 5. To whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. And so he's saying in this particular situation, he knew they were in their arena and he didn't give them a foothold. He didn't even give them a place to even begin to speak to cause any type of uh, negative uh, words to go forward that would cause the people who were constantly moving forward in Christ to be subject to something other than what Christ had called forth. And I think in this particular area, we're constantly subject to other things because we're not really true watchers over our eye gates, our ear gates, and our mouth. And so we literally allow everything outside of God to come in and bring forth distractions, which in return hinders us from truly standing up in the things of Christ. I, I, I'm one who 
sometimes think I'm doing so much for Christ, but I'm doing him damage when I begin to lay a foundation that is over his, the foundation I already have in him. If he says he's going to protect me, why should I be in self-protection mode? If he says he's going to protect you, why should you be in self-protection mode? He doesn't need our help in protecting us. He protects us his way. And we don't have to add extra things into, you know, it in order to ensure that, okay, Lord, let me help you out. And I think we do that a lot. Lord, let me help you out. Re remember, when we begin to introduce things that are outside of God, it's not only in the area where this pandemic is, it also allows for other things to come in in other places because we won't recognize it. And the reason why we're not recognizing it, because we're in that self-protection mode. Hopefully you guys get what I'm saying. Verse 6. But of these who seem to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me. God accepteth no man's person. For they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen, and they unto the circumcision. Only they would, that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forward to do. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face, because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. So let me stop and give you guys some insight here. And so uh, the Gentiles were known for uh, uh, people who believed in uh, things outside of what the Jews believed. So the Jews did not believe in, you know, all kinds of crazy sexual uh Issues when I say sexual behavior, such as homosexuality and you know uh, prostitution and all of these other things that the Gentile was believing in or really acted in, and so when the Jews began to see that the Gentiles were grafted in, they tend to take a stand back because of some of the things that they stood for, and uh, I would truly say that they really called the Gentiles pigs. And, and, and their understanding of pigs, pigs will eat anything. Hopefully you guys know that. And so that was something that they really uh, sustained from because they were, you know, not of, you know, the, I say, how would I say it, Lord, the best way of saying it? He said people that were disciplined. He said they were considered to be people that were wild, unethical, little to no morals.
and they acted upon anything that was in front of them. Not using wisdom. He also said that they ran after everything as well. Not even operating in a place of discernment. He says, so now understanding this, Paul, being one strong in the faith, is hanging out with them. Something's wrong here. And he's sharing the same gospel with them that they obtained. In their eyes, this wasn't something that was great. This was something that wasn't great. And, and I want to make sure that you understand because they seen themselves as above all the other people because they didn't act the same way. They were disciplined in their behaviors. And so they didn't run to all of these things. And now all of a sudden, these people are being grafted in. And I think sometimes we see that too. We see people who are undisciplined in the stores. They're all over the stores, okay? They seem like they don't wear masks and all this other stuff. And you're sitting back and you're looking at them and you're like, wait a minute, didn't you watch the news? Didn't you see what the news said that you're supposed to have on a mask? You're supposed to have on this? And you're looking at these individuals as if they're going against everything that was spoken forth. And, and even in that place, you tend to look at them in a way in which is unethical. And just because they believe something different and they operate in a different way, he literally saying, he says, I don't ask that you be afraid of them. He said, I don't want you stressing out over them. He says, I don't want you to be alarmed by them. But I want you to be in a position where you're open to allow me to pour if need be. He said, when you're in that self-protection mode, who do you help? He said, when you're in that place where you're trying to secure yourself, are you really securing yourself? He said, are you truly seeing what's happening here? You have opened the doors for Satan to come in and penetrate what I've established on the inside of you. Don't you get it? You're being overpowered by your fears. And when you're overpowered by your fears, you're allowing the Antichrist to come in and take house within. You just invited an unwanted guest to come in and take residence on the inside of you, and it's going to cause you to be thrown off in other areas. He said, rest in the faith 
that I have established on the inside of you. He said, the faith that secures you in all things. Allow me to be your covering and your protection. He said, and stop being afraid of what could possibly hinder you and focus on the things that I have called forth. He said, I'm calling you to come and spend quality time with me. But in that place, I don't want to bring you out of the place in which I've called. And you move into a place of religion. And you allow tradition to set up in you again. He says, I brought these things out of you, and now I want you to trust me as I move forward through you. He said, say to them this, as I'm walking through the inside stores, I'm in a place of panic because in my mind, I'm trying to find a place that I can hide in and I'm supposed to be hiding in my Lord. But instead, I'm trying to find something that is within a store or within a setting that's going to protect me and God is my protection. Hopefully you guys hear it. So this is the same thing, the Gentile. Something is being introduced. It's a new way of living. But we have to learn in this new way of living of how to continue to live in Christ. Allowing him to be our refuge. Allowing him to be our source of life. But not creating our own sense of comfort to whereby we think we're protecting ourselves. He said, you must see what I'm saying here. He said, you must understand your actions. He said, you must understand and recognize I'm the one that decides who goes up and down. That's scripture. We have no power over maintaining and securing our own life. If it's our time to go, there's nothing that we can do to stop it. Hopefully you guys get that. Amen. If you're time to go, you can't say, okay, Lord, whatever, I'm, I'm supposed to go stop this. Don't let this go forward. You go forward anyway. And I know it says that we're not supposed to be careless and foolish and stupid, but, but again, some of the things that we're doing is careless. And, and it's not what God wants us to do. So if the body puts barricades around itself, how did it help the weak? How does it help the lost? How does it sustain itself, he says. Uh, 
The body is not self-sustaining outside of Christ. Hopefully you guys are hearing me. Let's go a little bit further. We're in Galatians chapter 2, verse 13. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas also was carried away with their dissimulation. Do you get it? In this particular situation, the way they were conducting themselves, that Barnabas was hanging with Peter, and he was really speaking to the Gentiles, doing everything to convert the Gentiles over into the true gospel of Christ. But because of the way Peter and all the others was acting, Barnabas got carried away, and then he was on the side saying, hey, you need to be circumcised again. And he was literally in that place that he was in a place of confusion. And I think as we take on our own stand, it brings us into a place of confusion. And God doesn't want any of us to be confused. And so we must rest in him. Let's take it a little bit further. Verse 14. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel... I said unto Peter before them all, If thou being a Jew, livest after the manner of Gentiles, and not as do the, Gen the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Let's stop right there. So he's literally, and I'm going to read this again, he literally said that your personal way of protection is not justified by Jesus Christ. Even the way that you see this pandemic is not justified by Christ unless Christ is brought into it. And that you're readily listening to Christ in regards to what's going on and you're gaining wisdom through the Spirit. You can't gain wisdom based on the facts. And the sad part about it is the facts that we're hearing all over the place is false because everything is not true. And if everything is not true, we better go to Christ who is truth and really, truly begin to understand what we're seeing. And not only what we're seeing, but have a better understanding. And he is able to speak to the things that we're interpreting wrong. Hopefully you guys hearing him. And it, and it literally allows me to dial myself down just a little bit and, and then refocus back into Christ and get into that place where he's the headship. Not me. He's the headship. And he's the one that's bringing me into the places of victory. Because when I'm outside, I can't say who has what or what, who doesn't have what. I even have been in a place of panic. Lord, well, they all passed, 
and they got their temperature checked. And how do I know that now that we're all in the same room and everybody's temperature has been checked that somebody just don't get a fever out of nowhere? You know, that's where my mind goes. And I said, and if that person get a fever out of nowhere and these symptoms get in two seconds flat, how do I know I'm protected? What I'm literally saying, tell me what's in this room, Lord, so I can get away from the ones that could be of an issue for me. And, and he's saying, I don't care if everybody in the room gets a fever, you're still protected. Praise God. Get it? I'm still protected. And so I don't need to stress. I don't need to freak out. I don't need to develop coping mechanisms in the midst of the pandemic. And I, I sit back and I laugh because somebody said, oh, you have, uh, I needed some milk in the house. I said, I don't go, on, I don't go outside after hours. I don't go outside after hours. And, and the reason why I don't go outside after hours is because I know the party group come out. Party group, they don't wear masks. And even in that place, I'm like, I don't need that milk. That milk is not that important to me, okay? I said, I will go without. Because in my mind is, I'm freaking out because I can't control what I see. And Christ is basically saying, I never asked you to control it. I never asked you to, to manage people. I asked you to trust me. And he says, and I asked you to trust me whether there's a pandemic or anything else. He said, the same way that you set up all these barriers when it comes to protecting yourself, he says, this is the same way you walk through everything else. Shame on me, huh? Because it's the same way some of you guys walk through everything else. You try to make sure that you got everything in place to secure yourself. And God says, I am the security for you. He said, you have sought to secure yourself. And he said, how has it went? Has it been favorable? Mm -hmm. Have you gotten everything you got in, uh, that you desire in your own self-security? No. Are you without worry? Are you without fear? Where yet? Have you gained ground? Have you been able to invite others to come in to the place of your security and find protection in your wings? Nope. And so the Lord says, lay down your guards. And walk in faith. Choose him in these places. Allow him to be your guide. Allow him to be your support. Allow him to be your covering. Because if you look here, Barnabas was pulled away by foolishness. He didn't know what to stand after really, truly being called to minister. To the Gentile, he ended up going back over to the Jews. 
because he didn't know where to properly stand. And some of us don't know where to properly stand. And so we will find ourselves going back into the world because we're taking on the world's way of managing things. Wow. And so what we're doing is the foundation that God has laid for us, we're uprooting that and we're really pushing ourselves into self-protection mode. Wow. I don't want that for me. And I sure don't want it for you. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Let's go back. Verse 17, but if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? Ooh, did you guys get that? Wow. So when we seek to justify ourselves, we're found to be sinners. Okay? We're just sinning. Because we done moved back into our flesh. Read that again. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Hmm? You want me to keep going? Yes. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. For I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So, do you guys hear that? I don't frustrate the grace of God. And when I set up my own rules of protection, I frustrate the grace of God. When you begin to set up your own self-security, you're frustrating the grace of God. He says, say to him like this. You become one that acts on your own behalf. You look at the framework of heaven and you're literally tearing it down and saying, you have a better plan. Wow. Do you guys get that? You look at the framework of heaven and you tear it down and say, no, I got a better plan, Lord. Let's go further. Galatians chapter 3. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. He asked a question. Okay, that's one question. He's literally saying, he's really saying, who's leading you? When he says, who has bewitched you? Who's leading you? Who's behind the scenes? What's really going on? What's governing you in this particular place to cause you to believe something different than what I have spoken to you? Well, that's one question. Then he goes on and he asks another question. And so it really, this question really makes you stop to see, okay, what is it that I truly believe? Because he said, who bewitched you? 
Then the second question says what? Verse 2. This only what I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So then he says, wait a minute. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by faith? So he asks you another question. Okay? And in this second question, he's really saying, He's literally saying, how do I say it, Lord? He says, spiritually, where are you? Did you get that? Spiritually, where are you? Next one. Verse 3. Are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Did you guys get that one too? Are you so foolish? Wait a minute. We were we begun in the spirit, but then we moved from the spirit, and now we're going back to flesh. So we're going back to what we came out of, which we know that what we came out of didn't work for us. That's why we cling to Christ. So why we're we going backwards? And, and in this place, you're emotionally distressed. So the first one, you're physically distressed because that's what the first one speaks of. Number two, you're spiritually distressed and now you're emotionally distressed. And then, let's look. Verse four, have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? So he said, now saying, wait a minute, even you're suffering as a result of what you believe in, was all of it in vain? It's like, everything you've been going through, was it in vain? Was it worth it? Okay? Was this just something you just decided you want to walk through and it didn't matter? I know what I've been through has made me a better person. And my relationship with Christ is much stronger than it could ever be. Because he's brought me through and he's delivered me from the works of my own hands. And he's delivered me from anti-Christ. And he's brought me into true relationships with him where I can truly say, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, Daddy. And where I couldn't say that before. I was looking for something to even cling to, and now I know who I cling to. Then he goes on and asks one additional question. Verse 5. He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Well, he's saying, okay, now you're at a crossroad in life. So even the person that spoke to you, did you think they just came up with something? By the works of law? So they just basically just was able to minister to you according to the laws that you had established on the inside of you? He literally saying to you, wake up. He said, if you lay down a foundation 
that's outside of me, it's going to cause other foundations to be laid that's going to cause you to run from me. Let me protect you. Let me keep you and bring you through this. He said, let your faith be in me and not in the things that you've heard. Amen. He said, listen to me. And don't just say, yes, Lord, but truly hear what he's saying to you. And he literally saying, be not afraid. He said, how many times must I say this to you? Be not afraid. He said, fear should come in many places, but I asked you not to be afraid. He said, let your faith be in me. Allow me to strengthen you. Can you read from two of just the commentary in here? On the other side. Yes, yes. Um, this is commentary on Galatians chapter 2, uh, particularly verses 15 through Galatians 3, 1 through 5. It says, Admittedly, adding Gentiles to the church brought about its own set of problems. Many things considered immoral by Jews were perfectly acceptable in the Greco-Roman environment, particularly sexual behavior such as homosexual acts and prostitution. But no one is able to keep the law perfectly. Justification must be received through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul's experience with the law taught him that the law is a dead end. Rather, we must be crucified with Christ and raised with him. By uniting with Christ through faith, we each have a renewal that leads to becoming the man or woman God created us to be, a person in God's image. Trying to earn salvation by the law is turning our back on God's gift. It is telling Jesus, no thanks, I'll do it on my own. Paul hit his readers with a series of six rhetorical questions that hammered in one key point. The Holy Spirit, not their personal virtue, was their source of power. Did you guys get that? The Holy Spirit, not their personal virtue, is their source of power. The Holy Spirit, not our personal virtue, is our source of power. And I think we've been relying on our personal virtue. I know I have. And the Holy Spirit is literally telling me to come out of that place of self-protection, self-reliance, and come into the place of faith where I truly believe that Christ 
is and alive and he's living on the inside of me. He's actively moving me to one victory after another. Yeah. Instead of me trying to maintain victory through my own personal protection. Get what he's saying, you guys. Hear him and stop living in a place where you have paralyzed the Christ on the inside of you. Through your own personal fears. God is looking for us to come out of this and be victorious as a church. But if we setting up and laying down new foundations that God has not called forth us to lay, then we're going to come out worse than where we were when we started. So hear him and understand what he's saying even now. Was that all of it? Yes, the last sentence says, their disregard for Paul's teachings led them to abandon that truth. Did you get it? And so your disregard for God's word will lead you to abandon the truth. And the truth is the gospel that we stand under. Simple prayer. And even before I get to the prayer, I have to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, did I miss anything? He said, you have not. Is anything that you would say to your house this day? He said, come into the truth. Rest in me. He said, give up your foreign gods. And he says, and allow me to protect you. He says, I invite you to come into the holy place. Rest in me. Reside in my love. And he says, I share this word with you because I've seen what you are doing. And I need you to rest in me. And it's not just what you're doing. It's what you do to others. Rest in him. Trust him in this place. And so even now, is there anything else before I pray for your people? He says, I open my arms. Will you find comfort in me? You know, I, I sit back and I laugh because Pastor Tina said something to me uh, this last week that really, really rocked me. But it also reminded me of what my relationship was about. She simply said, do you just sometimes just go and just spend quality time with your daddy? And she said, just let him love on you. And she said, and not ask all these questions and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, I do. 
And I said, and he talks to me and he tells me stuff. But then I recognize that, yes, I do. But I don't do it enough. And so when I heard what she said, I immediately ran into that place where Christ was. And as this little girl, because I always see myself as this little girl alongside of him, you know, I'm reminded of how, you know, my kids, even they, they still do it now, they won't come if I'm in the room minding my own business and just watching TV or whatever, they'll come and get in the bed and they'll lay alongside of me. Especially if they're not feeling good, they'll lay alongside of me as if just by laying next to me, it, it changes how they're feeling on the inside. My youngest one does it a lot. She will come and she'll just, you know, in the middle of her day or if she can't sleep at night, she fig figures, hey, let's go lay with mom. Because if you go lay by mom, you'll go to sleep. And she recognized the peace that resides in me, and she's able to come and get so close to me. And I recall that, and I recognize the peace that God brings in my life. And so I literally just see myself in the spirit coming as close as possible. And I got into the corner. You know how you, you get so close in that person's face that you, you move them out of the position and where they're laying? I got so close in that place, and I knew I moved God out of the position, but I tucked my legs in, and I got so close, and I just said, Lord, I'm here. And he began to speak to me in the areas where I was struggling. And I'm just literally saying, hear him. Go cuddle up next to Abba and allow him to comfort you in these difficult places and let him tear down everything that you've been trying to build up for your own protection. And there were the areas where you don't feel secure, let him be your security blanket. Let him speak to you in these areas. And the funny part about it, when I cuddled up next to him, he started talking to me about stuff I didn't really want to hear, okay? And it was future stuff. And he was telling me about great things. And then this morning, as I was cuddling up to him, it was like, here you go again. And he shared with me the things that he shared again. It was like, oh, yeah, that was you. And in that place of comfort, I didn't have all this stuff going on. And so I wasn't personally trying to protect me. And so... Surrender. And so even right now, Father God, I'd ask that your perfect will be upon your people. And for every area that we have established our own protection, Lord, even now, we surrender it unto you. Lord, we ask that you begin to reestablish in us how we're supposed to be. Yes. Where we're supposed to rest what we're supposed to do. But most of all, tear down 
all these additions we have made to your house and truly allow the true foundation to stand forth. You know, I don't know if you guys ever been in a house where somebody decided to add a room onto the house and it's not up to code. You can't even begin to sell the house in the condition that it's in. Literally, you have to take it down to its true foundation. And Lord is basically saying that he's tearing down all this extra stuff. So you guys probably added a den, you added an extra bathroom or whatever onto your home. And God is basically saying it wasn't part of the full true foundation. And so he's removing everything that has been established that's been outside of his foundation. And so even now, Lord, I thank you for the constant change that you're bringing to the body. And as we move forward, that Lord, we will continue to remember and upheat your word. And we no longer establish anything without your approval. I thank you for the word today because I know it met me and I'm sure it met the people who received this as well. And Lord, that you continue to change and grow us into your likeness, that we may be fully acceptable in your presence. Lord, even now, for those who does not have salvation that is on this line and that may hear these words, I pray even now that they experience you in fullness. And even as simple as this, as you invite him in by simply saying, Lord, come in, be my Lord, be my Savior, be my God. Rest in me. Dwell with me. Lord, lay a true foundation that no one's able to uproot. And if you're in agreement with the word, welcome. God has accepted and welcome you in. And now I ask that you get in fellowship with others. And so even now, Lord, I ask that you send a host of people who are like-minded in spirit in their direction to bring them up in accordance to what you have called forth. And for those of you who are, have established something outside of God, Lord, I ask that you rebuild us. In Christ Jesus' name, I pray, and I know it's to be so. Be blessed. Thank you for attending Top Quality Faith Ministries. Have a wonderful day. Bye, you guys. If God is building top quality faith in your life through this ministry, we pray that you will partner with us by giving. You can visit our website, tqfm.org. Also, remember to subscribe for more messages like this.